The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water and Water Life Science. This show has been on for many years now, nine. And years ago, I decided that we would to have a radio talk show. Let's talk about the Earth's mission and the Earth's reason for a life and to live and for all health to be the priority of all life. It's water. It has to be water because that's what brought Earth to life. Have you been hearing on the news from NASA and other explorations that, oh my gosh, that planet looks like it has water. There could be life maybe there or maybe eventually life. Only water brings life. To live. Water. Something to think about that is so important to all of you, to all of us for eternity on the planet Earth, is we have not been educated well enough about what the life in the water is. It's a living species. The soil is a species. Everything is a life of organism to live. And as I will remind you on this show forever, as long as I have this show, the earth had the water around the whole circle of earth for billions of years and water vapor in the air before the droplet began to move as rain to the planet. The planet, when it began to have rain, it was evaporation of the droplet. The temperature changed in the droplet in the water vapor and caused it to drop out of that vapor with a temperature change. And as it began to drop each year for billions of years, it began a life on the planet we call Earth. And remember, all words are an invention. What has happened here to me that is so alarming and so startling is our forefathers knew that water was the primary of all life. They knew without it, you couldn't build a city. You had to have your cities next to water. They knew without water, there was no healing. They learned that thousands of years ago, there is no healing without water. Health issues are out of control. But also our planet Earth is healing. The planet should be treated very special. We need to embrace it with the healing of the planet as water. Our technology that came so far forgot about the water after the 1800s. Now, all of my research that I've been doing for over 35 years is this. And I've been refer- referenced and backed up all over the world. 
with scientists and physicians and authorities that study this along with what I study. The planet Earth will not exist for eternity without water. Our technology left that behind in the 1900s. By the time we got to years 2000, they're crying, we don't have enough water. And they're right. They've done nothing. We have a word we call technology. And the technology in our times is what we've learned how to live on the planet Earth. Your clothing is a technology. It's what you're wearing, the fabric of the clothing, the seasons you're wearing your clothing for health reasons. It isn't just to be fashionable. It's to be healthy, what you're wearing. The air you're breathing, you've been hearing a lot about industrial revolutions because the air becomes contaminated and it's hard to breathe. Unhealthy air. The body resists it. But guess what else? The earth resists it too. It's unhealthy. The water vapor in the air is your climate. And if you hear about a climate change, I want you to challenge it because it's the water that is a climate change from the beginning of time, the very beginning of the moment of all time was the water. The temperature in the atmosphere, the temperature in all life on the planet can cause evaporation. It has been having evaporation from the beginning of time. That's our recycling on our planet is evaporation to recycling evaporation to the body, evaporation to the planet, evaporation to the atmospheres, water. Always remember that for your own health. I say very seriously to people, well, remember, your health is so important for you to know this, that earth began with water vapor. How are you breathing? Are you breathing properly? Have you learned to breathe in and breathe out, breathe in through the nose, let it out through the mouth, or breathe in through the nose, let it in out through the nose, to get that daughter vapor breathing with you, it's vital. Your whole body needs to have that breath. But it's recycling the water vapor to the attraction of your water vapor of your body. Number two, are you drinking the water seriously? It's not going to be the juice. It's not going to be coffee and tea. It's not going to be added ingredients, that blocks absorption in the body. You need to drink no less than eight glasses of water a day and a 24-hour or sometimes more, depending how you feel that day. If you're not feeling quite good that day and a little sluggish and a little depressed, you maybe need some more water. And drink each glass to be full glass serious. Eat, drink your glass of water all at once to absorb. Would you water your garden a little bit at a time? No. Your favorite plant? No. You need to absorb that water. Food causes serious evaporation. If you're not eating correctly, you will begin to notice a slugginess, a chemical change in your body, an emotional change. You'll feel drowsy. You'll feel weaker. You'll feel more depressed. You'll feel everything. Unhealthy diagnosis and symptoms will begin because you're not eating what is best for you. 
your diet can severely cause a daughter evaporation from your body to a very serious dehydration effect. Stop and think how common sense that is. The other one, exercise. The body needs to move. The body needs to be flexible, agile, and responsible to the body's water evaporation. If you should be an athlete and overdo it or your work causes an over anxiety to your your physical exercise, learn how to replace that with water and, and proper diet and proper breathing to be able to slow that evaporation down. Challenge those symptoms with evaporation to slow that down. The other one is sleep. Sleeping is so important because when you go to sleep, it's like the planet has to sleep. In fact, you could literally look outside with your closest, best life is how the planet is looking, how the planet is living. That's how you should be considering your own life. That's how you should consider everybody else's life, even your trees, your flowers, your food plants. Everything should be considered to be alive. Now, in California, for example, I've said this many times, they keep complaining about climate change. is causing their problems. Now, wait a minute. They turned the spigot off. They weren't getting the water to the agricultural fields and the soil. Look at their soil in California. It's a, it's a species that's turning to sand. There's, and the low there, which were their aquifers for the spigot of those canals to be able to irrigate the soil to keep it healthy, keep the air healthy above the soil, and the, uh, the aquifers below replenished. They didn't do it. They cut the spigot off. The air became more contaminated because they cut the spigot off. And then they're crying to the world that we have a climate change that's causing this. No. The former Governor Brown said in the 60s they put all that money toward those canals and the future of water for California. They didn't take it serious. What they needed for water everywhere on the planet. It could have been a really good example. Other countries of the planet put in canals. Other countries of the world did certain things with their wetlands to try to think about the future of water shortages. But that also affects the air you're living in, the atmosphere's water vapor. It must recycle with the planet and your body. So remember, it's really a water crisis that's causing this because the planet has a climate change crisis, but it hasn't had a climate change since the beginning of the moment of Earth, when Earth began the evaporation of water vapor in the air. It's what's called recycling, the water vapor from the air to all living life of the planet, including the life of the planet. It's recycling. It has to recycle, but it needs the water on the surface of the planet because that's what caused began the recycling of Earth beginning to have a life called species, organisms. I'm going to make this priority on the show, every show. When you go to look up certain things, walk, type in water crisis around the world. There was a story about the water crisis around the world that was really fascinating to me, written by a Robert, Robin Mickey, was a science editor, 
with an article called The Guardian. Water is a driving force of all nature. Well, we know that, don't we? Leonardo da Vinci claimed, unfortunately for our planet, supplies are now running dry at an alarming rate. The world's population continues to soar, but rise in numbers have not been matched by accompanying increase of supply of water. Well, we've had a lot of water come down from the heavens. We've had a lot of water come down. What did we do with it, with, with technology? We're not as smart as we think we are. And I would challenge every politician leader of the planet. We people that are not running for those offices pray that they put priorities for saving our lives on the planet and our safety first and our health to be right as a priority of our safety. They're not doing that. They're lining their pocketbooks with no end of projects for themselves personally and their personal friends. They're not making water priority because on the bumper sticker it'll say they'll probably be dead and gone when, when it all comes to pass that their legacy they get the credit for the legacy they left. And everybody should write down every single politician and leader's name and put it in a book on the planet who's been causing this for the past, let's say, at least 70 years, where the water became a crisis. The United Nations has committees for water crisis. What are they doing? I know they're trying to get people to a water spigot, But what if the spigot runs dry and everybody's climbing for water? There's no spigot. Look up the world water crisis and look up what's going to be the investment of the next oil. It's because they made water an endangered species. And remember, water is a species. It's a living organism. And before I'm done and I go in to to introduce our special guest, remember this. The body is made up of water. The brain is 80 to 85% water connected to your eyes in the womb. The eyes at the surface of your life of your eyes is 99% water at the surface of your eyes, causing a severe evaporation because of not enough healthy water in the atmosphere. What is vision impairment and what is stress? Dehydration over evaporation of eyes and the brain. Your lungs, your liver, your skin, your blood, your teeth, your heart, your bones, your kidney, and your muscles. Water. What, have you ever noticed that Chinese integrative medicine is, is focusing on water of the body and what to do for your healthier body? Think about that. We need to introduce that to our physicians around the world in our research labs. Water is the primary focus of all life on our planet. Enough of my dialogue, and this is what the show is all about. I'm going to be introducing here in a minute Dr. Daniel Toogood. We've had him on a few years ago. He's a chiropractor, but he's got a book out called The Book. It's called Chronic Pain, Gone in 90 Days. And have you noticed all the people on pain pills? I have, and with my research, that's a severe dehydration out of control. How do you know that if you're on pain pills or any pill that you won't over dehydrate because of an over evaporation of body water loss? We'll be discussing that. 
or listen to our sponsor from Water Life Science. Water Life Science is uh, uh, with Biologic Aqua Research studies your evaporation of body water loss and air's evaporation. Has a product called Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's launching in China in the next few months, and that launch in China is going to supplement the problems of the eyes because of the water vapor and the air being contaminated. It is all over the world. But in China, they've recognized that contamination could be supplemented, not just to wear the mask for the air, but also to supplement with nature's tears eye mist, just a mist of tissue culture-grade water. So simple, so easy to assist that contaminated air to supplement the eyes for a healthier eye. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Tugood. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. I want to introduce you to Dr. Dan, the old too good, who began practicing in 1983 as, as an international sports medicine specialist in Los Angeles, where he treated athletes who were preparing and in and, and also in the Olympics of uh, 84 and 85. He uh, lives in Apple Valley. Um, he has been studying pain and diet. D- uh, Dr. Tugut, are you with us? I sure am. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. Thank you for asking me, though. Uh, a lot of times they don't ask, and it's kind of difficult uh, to get people's voice ranges to get up too par for us to hear well. Now, tell us a little bit about you. Um, you're a chiropractor, and then you got into physical therapy and obviously into research. Right. So, well, well, research is part of anybody's practice. You know, we practice. We, we learn what we learn in school, and then we go out and practice, and then we learn that some of those things work and some of those things don't work, and then we discover new things that work even better. And so that's what I started doing. And what I discovered right off the bat within the first few years of, few years of practice is that uh, my techniques that I learned, the same as any other doctor, work really, really well for most patients. Anybody who suffers with regular pain, we can fix them right up with chiropractic care, physical therapy, acupuncturists can do it, medical doctors can do it, everybody can do it. But there's this group of people who suffer with various forms of chronic pain 
that don't respond to what we do. And so I discovered that right off the bat. There were certain patients who had diagnoses like fibromyalgia, chronic back pain, migraines, irritable bowel syndrome, psoriasis, eczema. There's a lot of chronic disorders that just don't respond to everything we offer. And so I figured if I kept on doing the same thing over and over again with these patients, I wasn't going to get any results. And that was what was happening. And the medical doctors have discovered that too, but they don't seem to want to back off of their approach, which is basically medication. And like you talked about in the last segment, you know, patients with these kind of disorders start off taking aspirin, and then they go to Tylenol, and then Vicodin, and then Norco, and Soma, and Oxycodone, and now morphine implants. So the medications have gotten more and more powerful, and they're getting the very same results. People with fibromyalgia don't react, don't respond to those kinds of treatments, and the same thing was happening to me. So I started trying different things, and I started asking more and more questions. You know, the assumption with, with physical pain is that if you, if you suffer with physical pain, like lower back pain, it was caused by some form of physical stress, like bending, lifting, twisting, falling, etc. And while those things do aggravate uh, conditions like back pain and shoulder pain, etc., I made the discovery that uh, there was a chemical factor, and most patients were reacting to chemical substances uh, as much as they were reacting to physical ones. And so what that means is, you know, medical doctors, if they treat any kind of chronic pain or any kind of pain, they use anti-inflammatory drugs because all inflammation, all pain is caused by inflammation. Chronic inflammation is, 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 chronic pain is caused by inflammation that just keeps on going and fails to respond. And so when doctors give anti-inflammatory substances, it'll lower the level of inflammation in your entire body for a, for a short period of time. But once the pill wears off, the, the pain comes back again. My discovery is that there are certain specific pro-inflammatory substances that are in foods, food additives, supplements, and medications. And so, Right. In the same right. way, in the same way that you would swallow an anti-inflammatory pill, yeah. my discovery is that people are swallowing pro-inflammatory substances that are feeding inflammation, and that's where chronic pain comes from. The solution now, I'm going to ask you. Let me interrupt for a minute and ask sure. you: Did you also have? You found yourself in a time that you had chronic pain yourself, and you had to figure it out for yourself, or are you just talking about your patients when you're talking? No, I've been very fortunate. I've never had any kind of chronic condition like that. But, you know, okay. in seeing all these patients, uh, I can't just keep doing the same thing. So, right. Uh, Good I for you. Me, I had a patient tell me about his case, about he suffered with chronic pain for many years. And then he found out that by trying to lower his cholesterol, he found out that he eliminated his pain. And he later found out that when he ate certain foods, his pain came back. He told me this back in 1985, and I didn't really believe him, but... I started playing around with it with other patients, and I was very fortunate in that it worked right away right. on the first few patients. Because now, I doctor, when your patients come to visit you um, the first time, do you have a questionnaire that you work with them on of what they eat, how much water they're drinking, how they're breathing, um, how they're sleeping, uh, the food they're eating, and so on and so on? Do you have those yes, kind I- of questionnaires? Well, I actually don't have a questionnaire. I do all that myself verbally because okay. uh, it, it's a gray area. You know, it, it takes a lot of detailed work to find out what people are swallowing uh, and how it's affecting them. And, and I found out I do it more effectively verbally uh, mm-hmm. so that I can discover all these things. And, and you know, other doctors are, uh, are, uh, don't want to practice this way because they don't have time. You know, they run in. In fact, I've had patients tell me, the doctor told me, you can have one, I can work on one thing and that's it. If you have two things, I don't have time. 
And so this, this is, is very the challenge. I'm going to interrupt you again. This is the challenge that I found in my research through the years of what I do and what I've had my experiences in for most of my adult life and what this. Uh, we've got to take the time. Our society on this planet is having an anxiety attack because they made mistakes. Uh, this number one mistake is they didn't prioritize the planet's air to breathe, which is water, and the atmosphere. They didn't prioritize the planet's organism to be healthy and the organism of life to live with the planet. Right. And, and they've got to realize, people have to realize, we have to take responsibilities, too, that coming to you physicians, coming to the authorities to sit down in a room, they only do it when it's gotten out, out of control and uncomfortable where they're running in to you and saying, please do something in a, in a hurry because uh, I, they never once say I should have come earlier. They want you to do it very fast. And we became right. a society to cripple ourselves, to enable ourselves for our own emotional crutch to get a pill. Well, the, 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 the way the pill works is that people want something immediately. When I tell them that it takes 7 to 30 days for them to see a change in their symptoms and 90 days to recover, a lot of them think that's too much of a time commitment, even when they've been yes, suffering. Yes, they do, and that's their problem. Years. Yes, they're, right. yeah, and, and they're trying to make it a uh, blame. And then I did the same thing with the food companies. You can't blame the food companies because society says, I want to taste that. Um, those publicly held investors are going to say, hey, wait a minute. If they want to taste it, make sure they taste it so we can make more money. Right. And, that's, uh, and you know, this, this whole hurry-up notion is actually it started here in America I just had a patient come in from England the other day. She's been in the country for a year, and she said, what is the big hurry here? She says, my God, everybody is just stressed out. they got to do things right now. They have to have results right now. She says, and it just doesn't work that way, and, and that's how it is. But I think that once uh, your information gets, more, gets into the more of the mainstream, and mine does, then when it becomes... Uh, more um, fashionable to watch what you eat, how much water you drink, it, and take care of the planet, then th- there will be a shift. But You know, you know we're in uh, I'm going to interrupt you there when you said the word. I'm a typical radio talk show host. I interrupt. <laughs> Excuse me. But anyway, um, the word fashionable, some of us, I'm very much involved with scientists from all over the world and what we're doing and, and integrated Chinese medicine too. And, and uh, we were talking about, isn't it going to be interesting when uh, it becomes very trendy, very fashionable to want to be a healthier person. And if the people that don't want to be healthier don't want anything to do with you because you're wanting to talk about being healthy. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's two-sided. There are two things that will happen, and people are asking the same question. When is this going to become, when is this going to take hold? And I say when it becomes fashionable or trendy. It's like, happening. Like, Dr. Right. Tuka, so it's when, happening right now. It's happening. I am in a world uh, like you, but I'm in a world out there that is so interesting and exciting that all of us are thinking, isn't this fun? Because people are hungry to want to learn, but they don't want to hear the fancy words. They want to hear down to earth, what is this all about? Why have I not understood? 
what evaporation of the body's water means to dehydration. What does drinking water mean to really? What does breathing mean? You know, they want to learn. Well, when you talk about water and breathing, and I'm talking about uh, ingestion, uh, the human condition is most powerfully affected by what we allow into our bloodstreams. Right. What we allow into our bloodstreams is what we breathe and what we swallow, the water content and the food content. And so chemically is, is the most powerful way to affect the human condition. And, and you know, I was going to say, uh, you know, who would have thought, you know, 20 years ago that it would be uh, that we would want to go into a coffee shop and pay $5 for a cup of coffee oh. at Starbucks. But look what's happened. It's now trendy. Right. And so people do it. But uh, the other side of the point is that not only will this information become trendy, I hope, but hopefully it'll be to the point where if you sit down next to somebody eating a meal and they look over and see that you have something really unhealthy, like a pizza or something, they'll look at you like a pariah and they'll look at you and say, oh my God, <laughs> what are you thinking? What are you doing or, to yourself? Or, or this way, Dr. Too Good, um, I'm cheating tonight. <laughs> yeah. Right, and so when, when, when that happens, then this information will become common knowledge. But right now, you know, we do radio shows, and we try to share the information, and once it catches on, I mean, once uh, Oprah hears it, or Donald Trump, what if Donald Trump heard that uh, water was important, and, and he started spouting his mouth off, you know? Things might change, but they will change. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, you know, it is true, though about talking common sense the way people they don't they people are tired of all the fancy words people even going to the doctor going to uh, going into having your car repaired i don't understand one thing they say when my car has to be repaired what all those words are <laughs> i well, just want them mind, to repair it <laughs> I, I think what you've discovered with your work and with mine and most of the most of the most important information in the world is based on very, very simple concepts. And so the first few books I wrote were very thick and had lots of words. But think about it. If you want to get rid of pain and you want to open a book and figure that out, you don't want to see a sea of words. You're going to go, oh, my God, please, you know, just tell me how to do it. And so the newest book I wrote called Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days is very simple, very easy to read. You will know within three to five minutes of opening the book what you have to do. The rest of the book explains... Uh, why you're doing it, how it works, and what you can expect. And I think that that's how most notions are. They're very, very simple. And I don't talk in big words. You know, the biggest words I use are inflammation. That's become <laughs> very popular now. People understand that. Pain and, and that and kind of thing. <laughs> and so people can understand simple concepts. Now, I'm really anxious. Uh, we're going to have to take a moment for our sponsor here in a minute. Um, but... When, when we get back, let's talk about food because I have people on my medical... Oh, I guess I have two more minutes before this, that. Um, I want to talk about food because I have on my medical team... We're in the uh, in eye research, too. So in my medical team, ophthalmologists and surgeons that I brought to the table and scientists from all over the world, that what I do, we all know that food has been overlooked. Nutrition, your diet. Uh, what have you learned with your, well, that, what you've been studying? that's absolutely true. i give you a perfect example. Uh, you know, first of all, the foundation of modern medicine is that they know that if they order specific things for you to swallow, it'll have an effect on your body. But they overlook the fact that, that everything else you're swallowing has an effect, too. I had a patient come in a few weeks ago with migraines and severe hip pain. She was young, and she had severe digestive upset. And so right at the top, I asked her, I said, well, have your doctors talked to you about your diet? And she said, actually, the last one did. 
And I said, well, what did he say? And she said, he told me I should eat healthy. And so I said to her, well, what does that mean? And she said, well, I asked him the same question. And believe it or not, here was his answer. He said, Google it. So that's their dietary advice. They haven't been yeah. changed. They haven't been instructed. And so what's happened with the diet is that uh, conventional doctors will never, ever ask the question, what, you, what do you eat? And because of that, they will not get to the bottom of these chronic disorders. Right. No, and then they'll be... Uh, we're going to take our sponsor for a minute here, but then they'll prescribe another pill. And, and, then, right. and how many people do you know that are addicted to pain pills? Yeah, well, a lot of them. In fact, that, those are some of my most difficult cases because right. they'll be taking OxyContin or Norco for years. Right. And then, then they'll, you know, I'll tell them, well, you've got to get off of that. And they'll right. say, well, I they can't. They have to. We're going to listen to our sponsor for just a second. Don't go anywhere because I know you're going to have a lot to teach us here. Um, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know at the surface of your eye is 99% water? The eyes are connected to the brain. The brain is 80 to 85% water. Evaporation of the body is what's causing your symptoms from birth. You left the pocket of water, you entered in the air you breathe, and guess what? The water in the atmosphere is here to keep, on Earth to keep you alive. But if your evaporation is out of control and you're dehydrating too easily, you need to supplement with drinking water, proper diet. But Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only supplement worldwide to supplement the eyes that cause vision impairment because of water loss. That is your symptom. We're going to listen to the sponsor with Nature's Tears Eye Mist with tissue culture-grade water, and we'll be right back with Dr. Too Good. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Tugut, we were discussing um, pain, the addiction to pain pills, and how people are getting to where we, are, we have a very serious problem in the United States of handicapped people that are addicted to pain pills and the pain, and everybody wants to live without pain. But then we have discovered, you've discovered it, my team have discovered it around the world, that diet can change the pain. 
And I've ran into many thing, uh, part, uh, directions into research that when they're not drinking enough water, number one, and not breathing correctly, there could be uh, a, 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 in the body uh, a, a tension that begins to develop just with not breathing correctly. Number two, not drinking number water, having enough water, of course. Number three, the diet. People forgot that you can be allergic individually, personally allergic to certain foods that you don't even know that you're allergic to. Have you been learning that in your research? Absolutely. And there's, there's basically, I tell people that they're affected by what they swallow, and there are two kinds of substances that are pro-inflammatory, from my point of view, that cause an imbalance in the system and cause chronic inflammation. And they are allergens. Those are substances that some, some people react to and some people don't like peanuts, you know, people who are allergic to peanuts. Uh, most people aren't, but uh, some people are. Milk and dairy foods. There's a protein in milk and dairy foods called casein, which is the number one cause of chronic inflammation and chronic pain, and people aren't aware of that. The other kind of substances that cause chronic inflammation are toxic substances, and those are substances that everybody reacts to, uh, and they are like carbon monoxide, uh, alcohol is toxic, and all medication is toxic. And so those what about are vitamin supplements? Vitamin supplements are, vitamins are not toxic substances, but a lot of times the additives that they're mixed with can be toxic. So Now, could a doctor uh, be possible that they're, they're, the medication or let's just say they're taking medications, they're taking supplements, they're drinking alcohol, or they're taking a lot of, of vitamin supplements and they didn't realize that maybe some of those vitamin supplements were causing the mixture of them could be also causing a symptom. Right. Again, you have to focus on what, what you're swallowing. Now, my approach is eliminating very specific things that I hope we can talk about. But otherwise, people a lot of times ask, well, what should I be consuming? And, and they should be consuming whole natural foods that aren't, uh, don't have any additives in them, and that's one of the problems with supplements. You know, if you think that you can take uh, pills supplements and you're going to get all the nutrients you need, you're mistaken. The, the nutrients, the vitamins that are in those supplements uh, are in natural foods and that's how they should be consumed. So uh, the approach that I, that I have is to eliminate very specific things and then of course to uh, consume whole natural foods and most health issues will be solved by doing that. Right. Now, let's talk, when your patients come in or let's say you've been learning a lot about the diet. What have you been learning about the vegan diet? Because a lot of my physicians that are surgeons are learning that vegan diet has diminished pain in a lot of their patients. Have you been learning anything about that? Well, yes, and that's, uh, you know, that's kind of um, the, the blanket approach. You know, I tell people, listen, when you go to a doctor uh, for any kind of condition, they don't say, okay, you have high blood pressure and you're overweight and your, your blood sugar is high. I want you to go take some pills. They don't say that. They're very specific. They write them down. They, they give you a specific dose of substances, and I'm the same way. You know, if I told people just go be vegan or be organic, uh, you know, that's the blanket approach, and, and, but I'm more specific than that. And I say, listen, if you have a chronic inflammatory condition that's causing your migraines or your psoriasis, you, you don't want to just be a vegan. You want to uh, eliminate very specific things. So that's why I talk about those things in my diet. Uh, you know, like, for example, we're going to be talking a little bit about gluten. Gluten, although it's very popular right now as an allergen uh, in wheat, is really not nearly as common as milk and dairy foods and chocolate and some other things like that. So 
uh, you know, when you when people eliminate gluten from their diet because it has become trendy, right? So right. if they do that, but they continue to, to consume casein and milk and dairy foods, chocolate, the most powerful inflammatory food, and monosodium glutamate and aspartame and a lot of other substances that are much more common in causing chronic inflammation than the gluten, then they're not going to see the results that they should see. Same thing with being a vegan. If you, if you decide to be a vegan, well, a vegan will eliminate dairy foods, but there are a lot of foods that are uh, uh, put out by Morningstar, for example, with Loma Linda, that are vegan, but they contain additives that are nerve toxins. So, you, you know, you have to be more specific than just being a vegan. So being a vegan, you might luck out and eliminate the, the substances that are causing your chronic inflammation. But from my approach, you eliminate specific things. Like we Now, have you about. read the book, the new book out by Dr. Campbell, the book Whole, W-H-O-L-E, his new book? He's the author of the China study. Have you read the China study? No, I haven't seen that one. Okay, and he's got a new book out. We've had him on the show. We've had many authors of physicians on the show into food research and diet research. But what they're proving is that when a person has a challenge to digest the food and the digestion of the food, they, they believe in getting rid of oil, but I'm not into getting rid of, I, 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 I think you've got to have a little oil in your diet with my studies uh, to slow down that evaporation of body water loss. But then they're, of course, into the vegetable, the dark green vegetables and the fresh fruits and all this other type of eating into vegan. And we've had physicians tell me that a lot of their patients have improved their eyesight. They've improved, gotten rid of pain. Of course, they've gotten rid of the overweight, but... Um, it's uh, it's one it's a diet that's not t difficult to learn, but I'm also agree with you. How do you know that is for you? Because that may not it may not work for you, but it works for a lot of other people. Each person has to be concerned about their own harmony of how they feel, how their well, rhythm of their what, body is feeling. That's how I start the book. I, I start the book by saying you can read lots of studies on the internet that agree with what I'm saying, and you'll find a lot of them that disagree. And I right. say, those studies, those studies don't matter. The only study that matters is yours. And so my work right. is basically, my work is observational. It's not theoretical. It's like we found the on-off switch for pain. And so when a patient consumes chocolate, gets a migraine, uh, it doesn't matter if, if somebody else has said that dark chocolate is good for you. They know it's not. And when they eliminate chocolate and their headaches go away, and then when they have the chocolate that comes back, well, they don't need any more studies than that. They know that whatever anybody else says, Chocolate is a trigger for them. So all, right. I'm all about identifying the specific triggers that cause the symptoms that people are paying me to eliminate. Of course, if they smoke or drink alcohol or do lots of other unhealthy things, I'll point that out to them. But in my practice, we're very specific. People are paying me to get rid of their migraines or their back pain or their psoriasis, whatever it is, and that's what mm -hmm. we work on. Right. So have you ever had anybody come to you, and this is a new question, uh, for someone with your background, for me, uh, have you ever had anybody come to you with Alzheimer's dementia? Uh, not for that, no. Most of the patients I see who have Alzheimer's, they already have a caregiver, and so they're not coming in for, uh, I treated one No, I meant in dementia, when it starts out and they're wondering if there's something other than um, they're going into a more of an alternative, try to study it, uh, because there's so much study going on with dementia that leads to Alzheimer's today. And they're even looking into food. You know that. Uh, well, they think the diet, yeah. And, and well, I've often wondered. 
Well, I, I've always thought that there is a connection there because what I look at is specific symptoms. And one group of symptoms I call, I've named it my own name, I call it neural funk. And what that means is migraine is neural funk, carpal tunnel is, uh, an inability to concentrate anymore, uh, you know, a mental fog. These are all signs that the brain is being affected by something that's making it not work properly. And I think that's where the dementias come from. Uh, Alzheimer's and all of those. And there's a book yeah, out. I did, uh, yeah, I did have a doctor uh, one time say to me recently on the show here, uh, an author, a physician, he said, you know, um, his, he had a patient come in and he, and they, they, they don't know how to check for, if every patient how dehydrated they are, how, how quickly this bo- the body is evaporating to dehydration. And he said that he told her to go home and drink a lot more water than she was and she came back, and then each month she got better because she wasn't drinking enough water. And that happens. People take it too, too uh, because I guess it's easier to turn on the tap or pour the water. They're forgetting how serious it is to drink water. Right. Well, there's, there's a lot of things that we need to change in order to take care of those kind of diseases. But like I said, there is a connection with what you consume and, and how you feel. And so when I see any kind of neurological problem, um, I don't deal so much with water. I deal more with the specific, the specific substances that are causing the imbalance that could make you thirsty or not thirsty. So it's all related. So you look at it as not thirsty or thirsty. So when you're talking to a patient about uh, how much water they're drinking, uh, how are they breathing, uh, you're kind of going based on whether they're thirsty or not. Well, honestly, I don't deal with that because... I think a person will, uh, you know, for example, if a person is drinking a lot, get, uh, uh, extreme thirst and urinating a lot, well, you know, we know those are the signs and symptoms of diabetes. And when people have diabetes, they have a chemical imbalance in their body that prevents them from healing, makes them thirsty, that ha- causes all kinds of problems. I believe that the human body will balance itself if your chemistry is balanced. And so the medical doctors will balance it by prescribing metformin or anti-inflammatory drugs, etc., adding things. I subtract. We find out that if you're thirsty, if you if you have too much thirst or not enough, that's due to an imbalance that is caused by what you're consuming. And so we have to change what you're consuming by eliminating specific things. So that's my whole. Now, approach. are you possibly? Could you look at that maybe as the word thirst to be a craving of something uh, that they're craving? Uh, something other than the word thirst. Uh, they're craving uh, something that leads them into um, an, a direction that's unhealthy. Yes, yeah, so craving is discussed in my book. Uh, craving, a lot of people say, well, if you crave something, that's your body telling you that you actually need it. And I look at it as the opposite. You know, like it is the opposite. Her- We've learned people that. Who are addicts, people right. who are heroin addicts, they crave heroin, right? Right. They don't need heroin. Well, and you can crave that candy bar that you shouldn't be eating. Right. And you can crave, uh, yes. You know, craving, craving is a mechanism that I explain in my book that is good for you. you have a sensitivity to that substance. Good for you. That is, that is the trigger. Is right. if you cra- I always tease, and I have to ask you, uh, because we've been studying a craving, researching craving as a, uh, the body, because of the body evaporation and water loss causes these symptoms to live with the atmosphere is water vapor. But anyway, um, back to you. What do you eat that you can only eat, you cannot just eat one? Do you have anything that you you cannot just eat one of it? Uh, Well, my favorite food is eggs. 
and eggs have gotten a lot of criticism over the years. But so can I've you eat, do you eat, if you have one egg, you have to have another egg? No, I don't actually crave anything anymore. Well, actually, my addiction is coffee. And I've quit it many okay. times, and there I'm we go. having a hard time doing that. I have to still. tell you, mine is a chip. And I've had other people say, uh, one, one person said, oh, my God, if I've had one M&M, I have to eat all of these M&Ms. Then I've had people say, and I was a speaker at a uh, state of Oregon uh, caregiver group, and then I did that. Oh, I did that to help them for themselves, their own health, and their patients. But you stop and think, what is it? One woman said cherries. Uh, she can't have but one, one only cherry. Well, your body, when it craves that, it's telling you something that isn't healthy. You're right about that. Right. People and don't realize that craving isn't always healthy. No, it's absolutely not. And what you'll find when you eliminate the things that cause the craving is the craving will go away. You know, people that know that with coffee. Yeah. I know it with coffee. You get, you get a withdrawal headache when you quit the coffee. That lasts for a week or two then it goes away, and then eventually you don't really need the coffee anymore. You don't crave it anymore. I've done that many times, but for some reason I keep going back to it, so that's my big reason. <laughs> you're, you're human. You're going back. Yeah, so, I, so I can understand patients when they, you know, the biggest uh, group of food that causes problems with what I see is milk and dairy foods, and a lot right. of people say, oh, I just can't give up the cheese, uh, you know, and so I go, I don't understand it that because I'm not so a good. <laughs> But but, you know, but I understand their weakness because I have the weakness for coffee. So there you go. Well, that's why I do that uh, with people uh, all the time, everywhere I go. I'll, I'll get into that because people don't realize that that crave of your body, and it could be a craving of something else. It doesn't have to be food. It could be something else that you have an anxiety about enjoying that maybe is not healthy. And all of a sudden, that symptom of over-evaporation is causing a severe dehydration of life, body water loss. And the other thing I've learned too, doctor, and I hope you enter into studying this, is to breathe. We've been studying for about five years what's happened to the breath the baby is born breathing, but the baby forgot. They forgot to teach the baby to continue how to breathe. Yeah, and I've that breath is. I, I, of course, all my research shows how how important breathing is for relaxation and for everything. Oxygenating the brain and the body, of course, is essential. But like I said, I my expertise is in chronic pain and eliminating those specific things. My assumption is, and and experts like you can take it another step further. And my assumption is that. If your body is well balanced by consuming the right foods, then your breathing will uh, return to normal, your water consumption will return to normal, uh, your, your aches and pains will be gone, etc. So, so that's what I see. If I think they have problems with breathing, I need to I correct you. Is there such a thing as an expert? <laughs> I, I'm yeah. one of those people who believes, along with all the scientists that I work with around the world, is there's so much to learn. You're not an expert. I, and no, I don't mean you. I don't mean you, but I mean nobody is. There's so much to be learning about because no two people enter from the mother's womb. They left a pocket of water, and they entered in the birthing area. There are no think, two eyes alike, no two fingerprints. Everybody is unique. Can right, we I learn we're, enough? <laughs> we're, our, we're, we're all our, our experts in our own experience. 
And when you experience something over and over again, then, then you become an expert on that. What I do is point people in the right direction, you know. I want you to look at your physical condition and what you're consuming. Uh, now, I've seen it for many, many years, and so I'll give you some guidance. We'll probably mm-hmm. be able to figure out your case. But once a person starts looking at what they're consuming and how they feel, they will develop their own case. They will know. They'll say, hey, listen, I get confused after I eat peanuts or whatever it is. But once right. they start focusing on the diet, then they will understand their, their health much better. Now, there's another one I'm going to ask you today, and if I forget to ask you something, you bring it up. But what about children today? Uh, Today, we had an announcement where over the weekend, another young boy died on a football field in a high school game. And the the thing I'm very concerned about is not just for athletics. We have children today who are frustrated and anxiety and they're pushing themselves into all directions because of, of anxiety and demanding upon themselves or whatever. How much would you attribute that to unhealthy diet and maybe not drinking enough water? And A lot. If you look at the, if you look at the standard American diet and especially the school lunch programs, um, I interview kids all the time because I do sports physicals and I always ask them what they eat. Uh, one of the most popular snack foods now is uh, Red Hot Cheetos, which is a flavored snack food, which is high. Uh, it was, contains a high dose of one of the toxins I talk about, which is monosodium glutamate, MSG. It's a nerve toxin that causes attention deficit, migraines, atten- uh, panic attacks, uh, behavior changes, food changes, etc. And, and it's in Top Ramen. It's in a lot of the foods that children are eating. And we talked about this rush, rush, rush lifestyle. Usually only one parent's at home, if that, and the kids are feeding themselves. And so what do they do? They give them the most convenient things to eat, which are TV dinners loaded with MSG, Top Ramen loaded with MSG. That Top Ramen, I wish it, uh, yes, yes. And and so that's where a lot of it's coming from. I'll tell you, we could make a lot of headway with learning disorders and behavior problems in children if we would totally revamp the school uh, lunch program and make it a make it, you know, a healthier diet. I've got an idea too, doctor. Why don't we do this? All of us get this trendy thing going that when the, before the baby goes home, the family, the parents have to have a class, not before the baby's born, before the baby goes home with the parents for about one hour, a class and then take home some for free. I don't care if you're a billionaire, take home some literature, some education, and some directions to go if you happen to have Internet access of how to learn to continue to keep that baby healthy. They're going well, home with nature thinking, oh, it'll all flow. Right. Well, that's, I that's don't all agree with that. And it's, and it's what we should do. But I, took a, I was in a restaurant the other day, and I took a picture of a guy's shirt. It said, old guys rule. And you've seen that around, and that's our problem right there. People who are steeped in the conventional ways of doing things, which is give people ketchup and, and hot dogs for lunch, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, in this country, you have to have a license to do anything and everything except for have a kid, raise a kid. Oh, so, oh. You know, yes. there, there needs to be more guidance, and it really needs to come from younger people running this country. And so... Uh, if we if we could get the old people out of the way, and I'm an old person myself. Oh, I am. I'm probably. I think I'm. How I'm 73. How old are you? I'm 64. Oh, you you're so young. <laughs> yes. And so you know, uh, uh, we're, we're, I'm on the cusp of finishing up presenting what I've learned in my life. Uh, but as far as breaking new ground, uh, I don't know if I'll do that anymore. The young people should do that. But but you know, the way the world works is you and I 
at, at our age, we share with the younger people to point them in the right direction. And then they can, they can work on what we've learned and make it even better. But we have to get rid of the old people running the country and, and, and thinking that the status quo is going to work. Look at what's happened to the climate. Look what's happened to our diet. Well, the climate, you know, don't get me started about that because I brought in a scientist from NASA and they've been teaching me the climate is not what everybody thinks it is. That water vapor and the air has been uh, evaporating from the beginning of time. It's been changing temperature from the beginning of time. We just didn't develop a technology to work with it like a barometer and a thermometer. The fresh water is affected, of course, because that's what is happening with the temperature. But I want to thank you for coming on. You're a very exciting guest. And your book out there, uh, Chronic Pain um, Gone in 90, 90 Days, should do very well because I think there's a lot of people over uh, doing pain pills. Yeah, my name is Too Good, T-W-O-G-O-O-D. You can Google that. All of my books uh, are available on uh, iBooks, Google, uh, uh, all of those ways. You can get them electronically and everybody should read the information and start thinking a new way about their health. Thank you so much for your mission. I know that God has your heart in his hands. I Thanks wish you well. Enough. All right, bye-bye. You have a nice day and thank you for coming on. Wow. He's full of information and he's got a lot to learn. And always remember, how you're breathing is so important in and out because it has to be practiced like everything else, drinking water, eating the proper food, proper diet, proper exercise, and your uh, sleeping is so important to you. Follow the planet Earth cycle of recycling itself. I want to thank you for listening today. You embrace your life along with this special guest we had on today. He really cares. But in somebody else's life, too. But Earth Whispers, don't say goodbye. You need to leave something behind of yourself for all the generations of children to come that know you care too. Thank you for listening. You have a nice day. and Be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.